Good morning. You guys don't have to listen to me this morning for long, so you, that's a good thing. Uh, as most of you know, Charlie and PJ are off on the northeast somewhere gallivanting around visiting family. So we have the privilege uh, this morning of someone who's not unaccustomed to this stage. He's been here before, but it's been a couple of years. We'll say a couple of years. <laughs> 98, okay. So chaplain... Todd County, Dave Griever, former pastor of Heartland Alliance Church, when that's what this building used to be, um, will be giving us the message this morning. So I'll have you come on up, sir. Thank you. It's my privilege and honor to hand the mic off to you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you very much. I'm going to grab this real quick. It is an honor and a privilege to be able to fellowship and worship with you and I'm also your neighbor I live next door so I don't have far to travel although I drove my car because I didn't want my guitar to get cold <laughs> so um, the pastor Charlie said you would not throw me out if I did a special so I said well I'm going to bring my guitar then and I want you to kind of help me with the special first you know, there seems like this year there has been a real spirit of heaviness. Even in the Christian churches where, you know, God's people, it just seems like there's a real um, temptation to be discouraged and weary. And I know that we have some folks that are from Camp Jim here. And one of the things I'd like you to help me with is some of the old camp songs that if you don't know the song, you can hum along or you can use those instruments at the end of your arms, your hands, and you can clap along. So um, if you can help me real quick and then we'll get into the message. I've got a home in glory land that outshines the sun. I've got a home in glory land that outshines the sun. I've got a home in glory land that outshines the sun. Way beyond the blues, everybody. Do Lord, oh do Lord, oh do you remember me? Oh Lord, oh do Lord, oh do Lord, oh do you remember me? Do Lord, oh do Lord, oh do you remember me? Way beyond the blues. Some glad morning when this life is over. Fly away to a land on God's celestial shore. I'll fly away. I'll fly away, oh glory. I'll fly away in the morning when I die. Hallelujah, by and by. I'll fly away Just a few more weary days And then I'll fly away To a land where joy shall never, never end I'll fly away I'll fly away, oh glory I'll Fly away in the morning 
When I die, hallelujah, by and by, I'll fly away. Would you be free from your burden of sin? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Would you or evil a victory with? There's wonderful power in the blood. To the eighth power, 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 power. There is power, 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 wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and pain. And I love that old cross where the dearest and best a world of lost sinners was slain. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I lay down. I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown. Amazing grace, how sweet the that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I am found. Was blind, but now I see. Through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. Tis grace that brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me and home. This is my favorite. When we've been there, think about it, in thousand years, bright shine as the sun we've no 
stand when we first begun. Boy, this should be the Point Way Tabernacle Choir. You guys do wonderful. Can I indulge just in one more song here? <clears throat> and this kind of goes along with the challenge in our message this morning. There is coming a day when no heartache shall rise, no more clouds in the sky. No more tears to dim the eye. All is peace forevermore on that happy golden shore. What a day, glorious day that will be. What a day that will be When my Jesus I shall see When I look upon his face The one who saved me by his grace When he takes me by the hand And leads me to the promised land what a day glorious day that will be there'll be no sorrow there no more burdens to bear no more sickness no more pain no more parting over there and forever I will be with the one who died for me what a day glorious day that will be everybody what a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see when I look upon his face the one who saved me by his grace when he takes me by the hand and leads me to the promised land. What a day, glorious day, that will be. Amen. Can I get an amen? amen. I'm going to take a quick drink here. I had double cataract surgery in the last two weeks. And so my eyes kind of get dried out if I don't have water. And I said, I better just take a little swig before I start the mess. Thank you. Thank you. Put it there for reserve. 
And then the other thing I'm trying to get used to is I still need reading glasses. The scripture says, you know, as I prayed about sharing with you this morning, the one thing that I reflect on myself every year at this time is where is God speaking to me about the upcoming year? The scripture says, without a vision, people perish. You know, having a godly vision and having a godly goals, it's important. And what are our godly goals for 2021 as the body of Christ? And you know, my prayer for this church, and as I live next door, every time I drive by here, I pray for Pastor Charlie and I pray for the body of Christ here that you guys are an answer to our prayers. Since 1995, I've been praying for this fellowship, and God is supernaturally continuing to build his church. The scripture says that Jesus said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. And my prayer for this church is that the mission of this church would be to make disciples who would worship God through exalting the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior, and that they also would build up and disciple other believers, and that they would have a heart to evangelize the lost, to worship God, to build up believers, and evangelize the lost. And the vision that I have for this church and the church in general is the vision to enable the church family to show Christ to the people in their community in the spirit of freedom and healing while continuing to develop a growing personal commitment to the word and the work of God in their own individual lives. And you know, an example that I think of um, in history that kind of demonstrates this, and I truly believe he was a believer and that's the Abraham Lincoln story. Has anybody ever um, took a look at what his life was like? He said this, I do the very best I know how, the very best way I can, and I mean to keep doing so for the rest of my life. And Lincoln's life itself is the best example of his own words and you consider the chronology of his life. In 1831, he failed at business. 1832, he was defeated, defeated for legislature. In 1833, again, he failed at business. In 1834, he was elected to legislature. 1835, his sweetheart died suddenly. 1836, he had a nervous breakdown. 1838, he was defeated as the Speaker of the House. In 1840, he was defeated as the Elector. 1843, he defeated as Congress in the Congress. In 1846, he was elected to Congress. 1848, he was defeated for Congress. 1855, he was defeated for the Senate. 1856, he was defeated for Vice President. 1858, he was defeated for the Senate. 
1860, he was elected president of the United States. How important it is for us to realize that God has a plan for our life and that he wants us to fulfill that plan, that we need to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for our labor is never in vain in the Lord. I think of a, uh, of a uh, musical that was given years ago. It was called Man of La Macha, and Don Quixote was the, the main uh, star of the, of the musical. And he sang a song. It was called The Impossible Dream. And it goes like this. It says, to dream the impossible dream, to fight the unbeatable foe, to bear with unbearable sorrow, to run where the brave dare not go, to right the unrightable wrong, to love pure and chaste from afar, to try when your arms are too weary to reach the unreachable star. This is my quest, to follow that star, no matter how hopeless, no matter how far, to fight for the right without question or pause, to be willing to march into hell for an serious cause. And I know if I only be true to this glorious quest, that the world will be better for this, that one man, scorned and covered with scars, still strove with his last ounce of courage to reach the unreachable star, to dream the impossible dream. Without a vision, people perish. What was the impossible dream? In my opinion and my thoughts, that dead men in their trespasses and sins could be made alive without Christ. But you know, God promised that he would actually bring us to life, that no man seeks God, it's only when God seeks them. It's only when the Father draws, and that impossible dream is available because God sent his Son into the world, that the world through him might be saved. He came not in the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And to fight that unbeatable foe, the unbeatable foe as us as Christians is the world, the flesh, and the devil. That without Jesus, he said, you can do nothing. That even as Christians, we spirit, run that race that has been set before us without the power of his Holy Spirit. And to bear with unbearable sorrow is not being able to see those that are saved. I was talking with some folks this morning. You know, I, I usually say um, here, there, or in the air when Jesus comes. That's my goodbye, is here, there, or in the air when Jesus comes. But you know, more and more with what's going on in the world, it's more of what the early disciples said was, Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha. And that means come quickly, Lord, come quickly. And I believe that's kind of the sentiment of most believers today is we're, we're just seeing the signs of the times. It's so evident that Jesus is coming soon. And 2021 may be the most significant year 
in all of our lifetime? And how does God want us to follow him and to serve him? The lamentation says, The Lord is good to those who wait on him, to the soul who seeks him, and to those who know your name will put their trust in you, O Lord. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. And what is our vision for 21? Where there's no vision, people perish. But he who keeps the law, he is blessed. And then Proverbs 4 says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from you the wicked mouth and deceive devious lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight on and let your eyelids look straight before you. Ponder your path. Ponder the path of your feet and all the ways of your life will be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. And now, Israel, what does Jehovah God ask of you? But to fear God, Jehovah, to walk in his ways and to love him and to serve Jehovah your God with all your heart and with all your soul. And then Psalms 127 one says, except the Lord build a house. They that labor, labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord watch over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. And it's vain to rise up early and to sit up late to just eat the bread of sorrows. For God gives his beloved ones restful sleep. What are your goals and visions? And you know, failing to plan is planning to fail. You know, if you shoot at nothing, you're going to hit it every time. But you know, if we don't have a target, and of course, that's what sin is. The Bible says, he that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. And that word sin really means missing the target. That if you don't have a target that you're shooting at, then, you know, you're failing to plan and you're going to plan to fail. You know, it's like uh, you're going to get what you think you can do it the way you've always done and get a different result. If you do it the way you've always done it, you're going to get what you always got. That's what my dad used to always tell me. He said, son, you've got you've to truly zero in on God's will for your life. So what are some worthy goals? I'm... Watching the clock here a little bit too. Oh my goodness, time is running. You know, when you get on this side of the pulpit, that clock goes faster than it does on that side. And you know what it means when a pastor takes off his watch and puts it on the podium? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Hopefully we'll get through this real quick. Um, I think number one worthy goal for all of us is... I want to know Christ and know him better every day. To have intimacy with a holy God. There's nothing more important than that in our lives. And Paul said it this way. He says, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. Being made conformable to his death. So that by, if any means, 
I might attain the resurrection of the dead. Not as though I've already attained, either have I already perfected it, but I am pressing on. If I may hold that for which I also am taken hold of by Christ. My brothers, I do not count myself as taken possession of it. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. Don't live in the rear view mirror. Forgetting those things which are behind. And pressing on and reaching forward to the things that are before me. I press toward the mark, the prize, the high calling in Christ. You notice he said fellowship in his sufferings that I might attain the power of his resurrection. The Bible says in Philippians 1.29, not all calls us called to believe on him, which is wonderful, but God calls us to suffer for his namesake. We don't like that part. We like the part that he's called us to believe on him and we like the blessings. But when God calls us to suffer, do you know how Jesus learned obedience? Through suffer, they will suffer persecution. They will suffer, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith is going to work that patience, and you must let patience have its perfect work so that you can be perfect and entire, mature, lacking nothing. God will bring us to that perfect maturity. And not only do we need to know Christ and make him known, but we also need to know how to reflect Christ's character so that others can be drawn to him, to reflect his glory. But we are all with our face having been unveiled having beheld the glory of the Lord as in a mirror and are being changed from the image, from glory to glory and, and by the Lord's Spirit. Just as Moses, when he came down the mountain, he reflected the glory of God. When Christ comes into our lives, the Bible says we are to reflect that glory. Wherefore, if anyone's in Christ, they are a metamorphe. They are a new creation. They've, old things are passing away. Behold, all things become new. And people can see the joy of the Lord in, in our character, in our countenance. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And in him, there is, in his presence, there's the fullness of joy. At his right hand, there's pleasure evermore. And one of the things that I try to say when people ask me how I'm doing, I'm saying, I am too blessed to rest. And the officers will say, I'm too stressed to be blessed. <laughs> and they turn it right around. And I'm saying, well, Christ will give us that peace and that joy. And we want to reflect Christ's character. So I want to know Christ. I want to reflect his character. I want to influence others toward Jesus Christ. And that's what Paul said. He said, a servant, I am a servant to all that I might win some. In all things to all people, I am all things to all people that I might win some. We need to try, people don't care what you know until they know you really care. And you can't really care for somebody if you don't spend time loving on them and getting under them and lift them up to be what Jesus wants them to be, not what we want them to be. 
to influence others for Christ's sake. And then how are we going to accomplish these goals? We want to be able to say with Paul, I fought the fight. I kept the faith. Hence, it's laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me on that day. And not only to me, but also all those who love his appearing. We want to follow Christ and Paul said this the way, after finishing Romans chapters 1 through 11, he said, knowing the, that it's by grace and grace alone that we are saved and that it's a miracle from God, he says in chapter 12, I beg you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, present yourselves as a living sacrifice. Not a dead one, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And don't be conformed and pressed into the world's mold any longer. Step out of that, the life you once lived. And, and, and the only way we can do that is by the renewing of our minds that we may prove what is that perfect and acceptable will of God. So the next area in our lives is we must present ourselves to God anew and afresh. Rededicate our lives for 2021. God, help me to die so that I can live. That's what Paul was saying. Lord, I want to get out of the way so that you can have your way. Lord, I've messed up in 2020 and I need you to come and renew my heart. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart always be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me, Lord. I, I don't want to repeat 2020 again. Lord, I want you to do a fresh work. Spending time humbling ourselves before God. Spending time drawing near to God. The scripture says, thus says the high and lofty one in the ha that inhabits uh, eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place, and I also dwell with him that is in a broken, humbled, contrary spirit, to revive their spirit, to revive the humble, to revive the heart of the contrite ones. And then, in John 4, Jesus said, But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship me in spirit and truth. For the Father seeks those such who will worship him. The Father is seeking those that will bow down and dedicate their time and energies to serving and worshiping the Lord together. And the scripture says, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit, submit yourselves, therefore, to God and resist the devil. He'll flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. So you can't just resist the devil and he'll flee. You got to do the next step. Draw nigh unto God, and then he will draw nigh unto you. So we spend time humbling ourselves and then we spend time in his word. I will worship the Lord our God 
and praise your loving name and thank you for your loving kindness. The truth and Lord, we will serve you and magnify your word above all. And then John 15, 7 says, if we abide in him, it's that little word if, there's a condition there. If you abide in me and if my words abide in you, then you shall ask what you will, and I will do it. How important it is to realize that God says it's not just that he's um, some genie in the bottle that we can rub and say, okay, Lord, give me my three wishes. If you're abiding in me, and if my word's abiding in you, then you will ask what you will, and I will do it. Because your will will be God's will, and God's will will be your will when you're intimate and and drawing near to him. And then the other thing we need to do is spend time dealing with sin. Is there any here without sin? Can you want to raise your hand? (laughs) And yet, a lot of times we do not have a real serious heart about our sin condition. James says it this way, Cleanse your hands, O you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve and mourn and wail. Change your laughter into mourning and your joy into gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and He will lift you up. Brothers, do not slander one another. And anyone who speaks against his brother is judging him, and he speaks against the law and judges it. And when you're a judge... The law, you are not keeping it, but you're sitting on judgment or sitting judgment on it. We need to change our attitude towards sin. And then the most important thing, I believe, is we need to spend time in prayer. Prayerlessness in the life of a believer is sin. If you're letting God speak to you, you're going to want to speak to God. And if you're speaking to God, then you're going to want God to speak to you. So you can't say, you know, some people say, well, you know, I don't have time to read the Bible that much because I'm so busy. You know, I can't read the Bible, so I do my, you know, five-minute devotional or whatever. But I pray a lot when I'm driving and when I'm working throughout the day. Well, you can't have a one-sided conversation with someone, you know. A conversation takes two people. And if you're just talking to God, but you're not letting God talk to you, then there's not going to be that deep level growth and maturity and intimacy with God. The scripture says, be anxious for not giving, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let all your requests be made known to God and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will put an army around your heart and it'll put an army around your mind in Christ Jesus. That if we will bring every, in other words, include God in everything you do and be able to bring it before him as you're doing it. And then the, um, the scripture says in Thessalonians 5, that we need to spend time in praise and thanksgiving. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. 
And again, his, in his presence, there's that fullness of joy. And then we need to spend time submitting one to another. The Bible says that the, in Romans, it says, share God's word with God's people in need and practice hospitality. And you know, that's the one thing that's been the hardest with this, with this uh, pandemic is it's separation, it's covering up, it's staying six feet away, it's, it's, you know, you can't hug your loved ones, you can't go to see them in the nursing home, you have to separate, and you can only have 25% in your church. It's like the enemy is out to destroy the love that God wants us to express one to another. That's why he says, forsake not the gathering of yourselves, such as some is, but we have to gather ourselves in fellowship one with another. Exhort one another daily, the Bible says, especially as you see the evil days approaching. If you can't be with them, get on your phone, send a text, send an email. Let people know you love them. Let, uh, use the Facebook. I try to send out a devotional every day. And when I don't, I get all kinds. Where were you yesterday? I didn't get your devotion. What's wrong? And I'm going, wow, I didn't know I was having that kind of impact, you know. They said, it's been two days. Are you okay? They want to know where I'm at. We need to love on each other. We have to spend time in, in being able to be connected. Likewise, you younger, submit to your elders. Yes, in all, be a subject one to another. Be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of sin, and he will exalt you and lift you up in due time. See that none of you render evil for evil to any man, but follow that which is good both among yourselves and to all men. And then the scripture says we need to set our desires on things above. Set your affection on things above, where Christ sits at the right hand of God. And put to death the things of the flesh. And the scripture says, and they that are Christ have crucified the flesh, and the affections and the lust thereof. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. We must deny ourselves and take up our cross and follow Christ daily. You know, I think if we have a heavy heart, we need to have a heavy heart for those that we know that if Christ was to come today, they would be left behind and they would be going to a place separated from God for all eternity. I guess my challenge to us this morning would be, and it was a challenge to my own heart, I'm just kind of sharing the questions I asked myself. Have you experienced what it is to be empowered 
by the Holy Spirit of God. Walk in the Spirit and you will not be fulfilling the lust of the flesh. For the flesh is against the Spirit and the Spirit is against the flesh. And these are contrary one to another so that you cannot do the things that you would. You can't walk in the flesh and the Spirit at the same time. And you have to die to self to walk in the Spirit. Are you walking in the Spirit on a daily basis? Are you experiencing victory over sin and the forces of evil trying to tear you down spiritually? We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and wickedness in high places, the Bible says. And we need to have that victory because Jesus said, without me you can do nothing. Are you determined to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might? Be steadfast and unmovable always abounding in the work of the Lord. Are you standing against the forces of evil? You and the Lord are always the majority, no matter how many standing against you. If you're on the Lord's side, you're on the winning side. You and the Lord are the majority. And you can stand against the wiles of the enemy. Stand against. And are we warring against the enemy and standing for that's what with conviction give me liberty or give me death that's what our patriots said I regret that I have but one life to give for my country can we say that about our walk with Jesus and then are you sacrificially praying that's the greatest ministry because without that no other ministry is going to succeed we really need to pray daily sacrificially and are you filled with the Holy Spirit? Don't be drunk with wine in excess, but be being filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, Ephesians 5.18 says. Don't be uninhibited by the power of wine. Be uninhibited by the power of the Holy Spirit working in and through you, touching the lives of others. I guess I... There's so many, I, I skipped two pages of my message just because I saw the time. But I guess my challenge to us is, do we want to know Christ? Do we want to reflect Christ? Do we want uh, to um, influence others with the character of Christ and bring them to Jesus? And are we committed to, to dedicating ourselves in a new commitment to Christ? as making him Lord of our lives anew and afresh for the upcoming year. Lord, help me to get out of the way. Help me to be the person you want me to be. Help me to put you on the throne of my life and that I would step off of that throne and allow you to be honored and lifted up with every step I take, every breath I breathe. I want Jesus to be Lord and Savior. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men and women to myself. Are we lifting up Christ in our daily living? Let's pray together. Father, thank you for this time together, and Lord, I just thank you for being able to share with my brothers and sisters here, and Lord, it's just been a thrill to be able to worship with them this morning and to be a part of sharing your love and Lord just pray that you would continue to speak to our hearts Lord anything I've had to say help them to forget it 
anything you've had to say, Holy Spirit, seal it to their hearts. And Lord, that we would uh, just be reflecting this coming week before the new year. Lord, where do you want me to serve? And how do you want me to live? And Lord, what do I need to deal with? And how can I uh, be empowered greater? Uh, I just commit it to love you more. Oh, Father, just thank you for this time. I just commit this time to you now in Jesus' name. Amen.